1: Hey, yo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox pregame show presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox pregame show. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And alongside me today is Jared Willis, our CHGO White Sox, CHGO Cubs beat writer. He's a man of many talents. You can follow him on Twitter at Jay Willis. And instead of I's, they are Y's. So J-Y or J-W-Y-L-L-Y-S. Nice job. There you go. Hey, Nailed it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I got a degree for a reason. How are <laughs> yeah,
1: you doing, Jared? It was a very important night last night. Yeah. We're kind of doing a pregame slash postgame because yesterday the White Sox won 13 to nothing. But the main story, Dylan Cease gets 26 hits, gets very, very close to a no-hitter. Evan Luis Arise breaks it up in the bo- uh, top of the ninth. So what was the day like for you, and at what point did you think, oh, boy, this is real?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I was – looking forward to it, just getting to the ballpark yesterday because, because knowing that Dylan Cease was pitching, I think he's reached that point where um, when you know he's gonna be on the mound, that's a game that you wanna see, you wanna see what he's gonna do. So I had a good feeling getting there, um, but it was honestly like the first thing that stood out to me about his start last night was he went through four full innings without striking anybody out, which for Dylan Cease is really unusual um and so I kind of made note of that I was like you know he's not struck anybody out yet and I read that registered with me before I realized he also had not given up a hit (laughs) um so I was it was so weird to see him not striking guys out that I was like you know what's going on he was still getting the outs of course um and then I started looking at like he's only at 40 pitches and then somewhere I I looked a little more closely at my scorecard and he's not giving up a hit either and so it was like that combination of pitch count was still real low no hits yet so yeah right around the fifth inning is when I started to think like okay he's got something going here but I've watched enough near that's no right. hitters to not get my hopes up as early as the fifth inning um but yeah it was it was once we got to the point where we were going into the seventh and he had nine outs to go given the way because that's when the strikeout started to come that was the point that I started thinking like okay we're you know, we're we're kind of on watch for this. Um through these last three innings.
1: Yeah, and I was unaware of this. I was out at Target running errands, and I was like, you know, just not paying attention to the White Sox. It was my day off. Um, And then I get home, and it's about like the fifth inning, I think, and I get a text and just be like, wow. You know, I was uh, from a friend, it was just like, we were talking about cease, and It was just like, wow. Uh, The guy was kind of trash talking a little bit. He was like, oh, I guess I'm eating my words right now. And then I look, and I'm seeing no hits. But then also the weird thing that stuck out, it was at that point, he finally struck out somebody, but it was one strikeout through five innings. Um, He ends up finishing with seven, um, but it wasn't really a normal Dylan Cease start because, A, he was extremely efficient. Um, this game was two hours and 21 minutes. It flew by, which is every baseball writer's dream, uh, to <laughs> have a near no hitter and have it to be under two hours and 30 great, minutes. Yes. <laughs> There's no complaints from Jared uh, today. But yeah, an absolutely fantastic game. It moved very quickly until the eighth inning. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more with Rocco Baldelli, but let's look at Dylan Cease's final stat line here. Nine innings, no runs one hit, two walks, seven strikeouts, and 103 pitches. Um, And the main decision here that I want to talk about is pitching to Luis Arise. He was the guy who ends up getting the hit off a slider, knocks it into right field. What about the idea to pitch to Luis Arise in that moment? Um, Do you think that they could have intentionally walked him? Uh, Did you like the idea to just go after Arise? What was your thoughts in that ninth inning, two
0: outs, one out away from a no-hitter? Yeah, when when he came up to bat, um, you know, I, I had briefly the thought of, of all people in this lineup to have to get the final out against. That's the one guy that you don't want to, you know, and then I'm thinking back to when Cease walked, uh, he, you know, he, he gave up a walk in like the seventh inning, which then forced the, you know, forced the lineup around again, which put a in the spot to, to get that out. Um, but it didn't really occur to me until after the fact and, you know, myself and a couple of the other writers are headed down to the locker room and uh scott merkin actually brought it up and he said you know hey do you you know do you do you walk or rise in that spot and in that and the more i thought about it i was like maybe not an intentional walk of course but if you give him four pitches in the dirt or you really stay away from him and maybe you get him to reach for something and you get an easy out or you walk him and you face i think it was uh, palacios that was coming mm-hmm. up next uh, which is a much easier out to get do you you know do you take that route and I think what I find I came to was given the way that Cease was pitching and given the the kind of competitor that he is I'm sure in his mind he was thinking no I'm going after this guy if he beats me he beats me but I want to you know I want to give him my best stuff right Um, although I don't think anyone would really have faulted him for Let me be a little more careful with this at bat. And then, if need be, I'll get the next guy out.
1: Well, I think it's a crazy scenario, too, because his previous start against Arizona, eight innings, was the longest of his career. And at this point, like, he's... The ninth inning's just unfamiliar territory from him i mean he's trying to have his first ever complete game shutout i know he had one that was like a seven inning one uh that was in a double header those right. don't count um like full nine inning shutout ball like i don't know it, it was a very tough spot and i think we've seen dylan struggle with guys on base obviously he's been great at stranding runners but we've seen guys steal bags arise has a, a decent amount of speed like i do wonder what that would have done to his mindset then going into the stretch, like I, I think it's too clunky. Like the guy has right. already gotten twenty six outs. He, he just struck out this guy the last time he faced him. Like he, he made a bad pitch. He left it too over the plate against one of the guys that is the top hitters in the American League. If he gets that a little bit more inside, maybe that's a weak you know grounder to to, to right. second base. Like I, I think that especially in that moment, that sacred moment of being one out away walking a guy there is kind of bush league exactly like what Rocco Budelli kind of did in the bottom of the eighth inning throwing <laughs> no, speak, Nick Gordon out there speaking <laughs> of
0: bush league. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. So I, I don't know if that affected him. I think it was a very, you know, fantastic performance for Dylan Cease. surprised that he got this close to this doorstep, I didn't think that he would ever be efficient enough to throw a no-hitter. Even having two walks in this game, like only 103 pitches. I mean, he almost Maddoxed them. Um, This was truly a a fantastic performance of efficiency for him. But if there was any guy on this White Sox team that I thought would throw a no-hitter this year, it was Michael Kopech with the way that his fastball works and and just the way that he was shutting down the New York Yankees that one day. Um, So seeing Cease be in this moment truly, I think, just takes him up that next rung to be like, all right, this guy is truly now – a Cy Young candidate because he kind of fell out of it a little bit there but having a game like this and another performance like this where you're just carrying your team even though they scored 13 runs uh it's just fantastic
0: yeah it it really is and one of the things I liked a lot about the way he pitched last night is even without the no hitter that was one of the best pitching performances I've ever seen in person um but you saw the way that he adjusted about halfway through the game we talked about the fact that he wasn't getting the strikeouts first, but a lot of that was because he was responding to what the Minnesota hitters were doing. They were being aggressive early and, you know, pitch to contact and trust your defense behind you. And, you know, it was working through almost five innings. And then you see the adjustment where he still gets seven strikeouts. Mm -hmm. And that's, he was more than halfway through the game before he got his first strikeout. So, you know, to see a guy who can adjust like that, in the middle of a start, um, that's a next level move for a pitcher to make. And I agree, I, I always thought Dylan Cease would be a high strikeout guy, but not super efficient. Most of your starts you're hoping for five, six innings and so be it, you'll take that. But yeah, after last night, it's like, he's finding this different level as a pitcher.
1: Well, and I think Liam, you kind of see the power pitchers, like he's either going to strike somebody out or he's going to give up hard contact and it's probably going to be a fly ball and it's probably going to drive Sox fans nuts. Like that's the same thing with Dylan Cease. I mean, you saw the the Arizona start. He was dominant just like this. He was probably better in that Arizona start, Um, you know, just better results in this Minnesota game. But the main thing was there was wind in that game. And when you're hitting fly balls, the wind's carrying out. It felt like a pretty kind of dead park last night. It really didn't feel like too weathery. So it just was kind of perfect conditions for Dylan Cease. Um, let's go into some of the stats and, and history behind this. Uh, Dylan Cease fired the first White Sox one hitter since Reynaldo Lopez on September 5th, 2019 at Cleveland. Dylan Cease was the first White Sox pitcher to record a complete game one hitter while losing his no hit bid in the ninth inning since Dennis Lamp on August 25th, 1981 at Milwaukee. And Dylan Cease fired the first White Sox complete game one hitter at home since Chris Sale on the May 12th 2013 that's all from Soxnerd at Soxnerd on Twitter and let's see how he did it um let's go into the pitch mix steven and and look what he f- mainly featured obviously he's Leading with that slider, it's what he's been doing for the large part since May. 50% sliders yesterday, 41% fastballs, 9% curveballs, and the main thing, 14 swings and misses, 29% whiff rate, and he was locating as well, 19 called strikes, 33 called strikes in whiff, and a 32% called strike plus whiff percentage. MLB average is 27, so above MLB average yesterday, but the main thing, 20 balls in play, and they had an average exit velocity of 90 so they were squaring up balls. Like, it, it wasn't really a, you know, like a Mark Burley, you know, I, he obviously had the yeah. one hit for Gabe Kapler. But outside of that, there wasn't any hard hit balls uh, in that game against Burley, that perfect game. A lot of hard hit balls against Dylan in, in this game.
0: Yeah, and it was uh, usually in a no-hitter. We always talk about there's that one crazy defensive play. Somebody's got to make a great catch. And there wasn't really that last night, but there were a lot of spots where, you know, the – the Sox defense was, was really solid behind him. Um, you know, the double play, I think in the third inning when he walked, um, was it Jake cave? I think that that was that first walk. Um, Jose Abreu fielded a liner right at him that, you know, that was one of the hardest hit balls of the night. Um, and so there was really solid defense. I was, you know, I, having a laugh earlier with uh, Steven about, um, the, the ball that sheets caught in the eighth inning at the warning track. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was this poor woman who was sitting, you know, in front of the press box and, you know, she shouted what everybody else was thinking when that ball came off the bat. And the sound of it was like, Mm -hmm. like you said earlier, maybe on a different night, that one goes over the fence, but you know, she, uh, she, she shouts out, Oh shit. And then we're, you know, and we're all kind of like, we're all thinking the same thing, but then well, Sheets is there and makes the catch.
1: And I, I don't blame him because I was at Burley's perfect game uh, back in 2009, so I, I, I kind of, you know, saving the, 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 the you know, my, my little tidbit there. Uh, you always said you wanted to see it. So, like, I, I yeah. was there in 2009, and I remember, like, getting into the seventh inning and you talked about that being real for you. Um, I jokingly, when we were walking into my dad, because I think we, with my dad, uh, we jokingly, or we got in there, like, after the first inning. So we got in there a little bit late. And we saw that, you know, through one inning, he had no hits, no runs. And I was like, hey, Dad, we're going to see a perfect game. Um, <laughs> you know, just jokingly. And then in the seventh <laughs> inning, I'm hyperventilating into a dip and Dots bag. So I, I totally understand. Yeah. And then when that ball is hit by Gabe Kapler to Dwayne Wise, like – it's not even an oh shit moment. Like everyone just, just like dead silent. Nobody like can catch a breath. Like it is like, I totally mm-hmm. understand. And watching at home yesterday, it's just like, will he do this? Will he do this? And it just felt like, you know, yeah. ah, here it he comes, here it he comes, here's, it's about to break up. And then the fact that he got to a rise, it's just like, I didn't picture that he'd ever be able to do this. <laughs> and I no. guess a rise showed that he couldn't. Uh, but it just gives me so much faith that, he could probably do this again I, I mean he, he's really finding a groove here I mean he's he's pitched you know eight innings now nine innings uh really finding his his groove at the end of the season which I didn't think was going to happen for Cease here
0: no I I there were a couple of starts there that were a little rocky earlier this month or or you know in August um and I start to get a little worried is he hitting in a rough patch second half of the season sometimes these guys you know they they get worn out they're bodies aren't doing what they normally do. They are like they don't have their legs under, under them um, like they typically would. Uh, but yeah, really, I mean, after last night, and if you want to talk about the team as a whole, if you're going to hit your stride at the right time, you know, yes, we all would have loved if it happened sooner, but there is still enough time for them to Right. Really well, do something. You're more. in this clubhouse last night and Elvis
1: Andrews, I think, on uh, Thursday is saying this is the most talented team he's ever played with. Um, wh- yeah. What's the vibe like in that clubhouse after they go on this winning streak and Dylan Seas almost has that night and they
0: score 13 runs. I mean, that must have been a party last night. Yeah. I mean, that was as loud as I've heard the music in that clubhouse. Um, and any time this season, it was it was noisy in there. And there is there is a different energy. Um, there has been, I think over the last few days before the game, you know, I talked to a few different players and just kind of asked him about, you know, it seems to me like the energy level is a little different and they all, you know, they're all on the same page about that. Um, a group of us talked to Yasmani Grandal before the game and he was asked, you know, do you you feel like there's a different vibe? And he said, you know, he's feeling it. And so, um, yeah, the energy is different and it could just be. Anytime you start stringing wins together, a team's going to feel better. Um, but I think especially after the way that they won on Friday night and then to have Cease go out there and do that last night. And, you know, we haven't – we have barely even talked about it. The 13 runs. Right. You know, and, and if you want to take out the six runs in the eighth <laughs> inning and and not count those, that's still – it's a 7 to nothing win. That's fantastic. So, you know, the energy is going to be great no matter what. But it has felt – different the last few days.
1: Yeah, a lot of what Vinny has been saying after these games is just like winning changes a lot, you yep. know. If they start winning, it's going to feel a lot different in that clubhouse and it sounds like, you know, that 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 is the truth. 5 and 5 in their last 10 uh, and they are on a four-game winning streak now two games back of the Cleveland Guardians for first place in the American League Central. Twins are one game back. So if the White Sox defeat the Twins today, they will be uh, in second place. So that's very very exciting and hopefully they can avoid 500 again cuz right now they're at 67 and 66. Uh, And they just got over that hump yesterday, so hopefully uh, they can give a little bit more of a cushion uh, for their fans there. I do want to just look at a little bit more Cease stuff, and then we'll wrap this up and then talk about today's game against the Twins because it is sweep day. Uh, The the White Sox can't sweep the Twins. I do want to talk about where Cease was placing his fastball. Um, Here's his fastball heat map. You could just tell that, I mean, that upper right corner uh, to left-handers, he's really never been that pinpoint. Um, And the fact that he was able to keep it out of the middle of the strike zone, that was huge. He was able to keep it on the edges. He was able to keep it really consistently up and in. Um, And especially the left-handers, they're not gonna be able to hit that you know that's why one hit last night um and that's why the one hit from a left-hander came off the slider uh let's look at a slider heat map and you can kind of see not as sharp there and uh, you mentioned it in the story or he mentioned it uh, after the game uh that i think after the fifth i kind of felt i didn't have my sharpest stuff early and then once i got to the fifth i started having a better feel and then i really emptied the tank um you know you can kind of see there a lot of sliders kind of leaking over the middle of the plate he obviously wants that a little bit closer to the edge um he's having a lot of success too with swings and misses when it's like barely off that corner, just right outside uh, that lower, uh, you know, inside to uh, lefties. Uh, so when he's able to bury it in uh, to lefties, he's usually having a, a lot of higher K numbers, probably why he was struggling there, yeah. you know, th- through the first five innings to get some strikeouts. Um, but as he said, emptied the tank and, and he was able to get it done. And it was just really phenomenal seeing that he was able to work as uh, just a pitcher and then the, as that dominating strikeout stuff guy, especially near the end of the, uh,
0: the, the, the outing. And it was a slider that arise hit for that mm. you know for that single so you know on a night when like he said that he, his best pitch wasn't quite feeling it the whole time to still be able to to go out there and do what he did um that's pretty impressive and again i think that really makes me think about veteran pitchers and what they're able to do to get through a start because inevitably you're going to have some nights where it's i don't my best pitch i just don't have the feel for it you know i don't have the stuff tonight But they still find ways to get out, and that's that's a lot of what Cease was doing for most of the game last night.
1: Let's look at Cease uh, as Cy Cease, because now with Justin Verlander out, Shane McClanahan's out, uh, and a game like this, uh, you're definitely going to be moving up in the Cy Young contention. Here are the top four right now. Uh, McClanahan and Verlander really depends on how they return from their injuries. Both guys currently on the 15-day IL. Uh, Cease is 13-6 and with a 213 ERA, 197 strikeouts and 64 walks. Does he still Lead the majors in walks, Stephen? Uh, he does. I did forget to highlight that yellow. Okay, I was just wondering. I mean, 64 is still a lot. Uh, and an ERA plus of 187. ERA plus average is 100. Shane McClanahan, 11 and 5, a 220 ERA, 182 strikeouts and 30 walks, a 164 ERA plus. Garrett Cole, 10 and 7, a 328 ERA, 204 strikeouts, which leads the American League and 40 walks, but 117 ERA plus. And Justin Verlander leads the American League in wins with 16. He's 16 and 3. He leads the American League in ERA with 184 he has 154 strikeouts in 26 walks and an ERA plus of 210 so Verlander was really the clear-cut favorite but after he went on the IL here he hasn't pitched uh you know so it's just kind of will he be able cease to close that gap with being able to pitch over 33 games and I think the one thing that stuck out for cease in his career really hasn't missed a lot of time
0: yeah he's health knock on wood has not been an issue for him and so yeah if he can finish out this month and and keep pitching consistently well like he has he's he's already had made a strong case for himself I think last night really propelled him to the the top of the list he's now really in that discussion maybe in a way that he wasn't before because we you know we're not too far removed from he wasn't even on the all-star team I mean and that's I think you know, I, I hate crying snub every year about different guys, but this is one example of a guy who really should have been on the all-star team and it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, he um, was the pitcher of the month in June and July.
0: And then, yeah, <laughs> for some reason doesn't get a spot. And so much so that a few weeks ago I was on the other side of town and in the Cubs locker room and Justin Steele, who he and Dylan were minor league teammates, I think, for a little while uh, years ago. And Justin Steele was like, you know, he, he pulled a couple of us aside and he's like... did. Dylan Cease really didn't make the all-star team. You know, even he was like, what's going on here? Um, and then he said, I mean, he, he's going to be the Cy Young this year. So, you know, when you have a pitcher on a different team, now granted these guys have some history and are probably pretty friendly, yeah. um, but for an opposing pitcher to make note of something like that, that's, that's a big deal. So I think coupled with the fact that if, if Cease is able to be a part of pushing the White Sox to the top of the division – really helping to carry them into the playoffs it's going to be really tough to justify not giving that guy some votes
1: right it's kind of a weird field because there's guys that are you know really performing well kevin gosman leads uh the the league in fan war at, at 5.1 justin verlander at 4.8 shohei otani pretty damn good. Uh, 258 ERA. uh, I don't know if he'll be able to win the Cy Young. He's only made 23 starts. Dylan's made uh, the most uh, this year in the American League at 27, so four less starts uh, for Shohei compared to Cease. Justin Verlander's at 24, so three less starts. So I do wonder if volume is going to mean a lot. I'm just not sure where people are going to lean because ERAs are pretty low. I mean, Garrett Cole leads the league in strikeouts with over 200, uh, but his ERA is over three. I mean, you got a lot of guys that are sitting sub-two and sub-250, so I think right. it's probably going to be an ERA or thing. And right now the fact that Dylan Cease is sitting at two thirteen, if he's able to help the Sox get that uh, AL uh, central crown, uh, I think that he's definitely, I mean, the narrative would be there. I think the Sox are now yeah. 18 and
0: six when he starts pretty damn good. <laughs> right. And, and for him and I'm, you know, I'm looking at the 19 and eight, my bad number of wins that he has to be thir- to have a 13 and six record on a team that has really played 500 baseball um, that says a lot for how much better the team does when he's on the mound. So if I'm, that's another thing that I would take into consideration. I'd look at the number of starts that he made, where his ERA, ERA is, and then I know you know wins and losses for pitchers. There's you know it's not the the most perfect stat, but you can't ignore the fact that on a team that's gone 500, he's. He's got a record like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, nineteen and eight. I mean, like whenever he goes out, it gives him a chance to win, and it's just usually the offense that lets him down. Uh, I just always stick out them going up against the Detroit Tigers. They've had three losses this year. They're ten and thirteen or ten and three versus the uh, the Detroit Tigers, and they lost at Dylan C start two to one against the Tigers and I'm Bo sure. Brisky. I yeah. mean like you you look back at that the White Sox <laughs> yeah. should be, you know, 20 and 8 with in Dylan Cease starts. That so. was the one career start for Dylan Cease that he didn't uh that he got a loss against the Tigers as well. Yeah, right. And it's it's one that he gives up two earned runs in. Uh absolutely ridiculous. Uh, there is a game today, so let's talk about the starting lineups for today. Hopefully Dylan Cease can be the Cy Young this year and you want to get your Cy C shirts uh which are available now at the CHGO locker. Uh and there you go. Thank you very much Stephen for flashing up this, the the shirt. I know uh Herb had it, and I saw two other guys uh, on Twitter send in their shirts. So it's probably the reason those shirts are getting out to people. Dylan Cease, eight innings, it's, now nine innings. I mean, he's going to have a perfect game next time. Jared actually put me on a witch hunt yesterday. Looking sure for someone did. wearing
0: one. Oh, I spotted a guy like way down in the front row, and he has it must be a knockoff. We clearly need to give the guy, mm. you know, we should come to games with shirts. So <laughs> when we see these people, we can say, here, I've got a better shirt for you. Um, but yeah, he had one on that looked just like it. And so, you know, I start messaging in the uh in the slack and then poor Steven is walking down to go get a picture with the guy. And then just before you walk down there, like when you said you were on your way, the guy stands up again and kind of turn he turns toward me and I got a better view of the shirt and I was like, Oh shoot, I don't think that's it. <laughs> Everyone in the row was looking was, at me like, What is this guy doing? Yeah, this you know, and I could see you down there like looking around and oh, I felt so bad. But but yeah, I think that's the approach next time is let's go with some shirts and then, hey, I like your shirt, but this here's one's better. a better
1: one. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I can't wait until the CHGO script black ones come. They have like uh, white Sox yeah. ones with the bolt. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, that that one. I mean, I'll, we won't even have to. I mean, people will just be. That, that one will be sold out right away. Uh, that, that one's going to be great when that jumps into the CHG locker. Anyways, let's look at the starting lineup for the Sox today. Leading off, Elvis Andrus at shortstop. Batting second, Andrew Vaughn in left field. Batting third, Jose Abreu at first base. Batting fourth, Aloy Jimenez at designated hitter. Batting fifth, Gavin Sheets in right field. Batting sixth, Yasmani Grandal at catcher. Batting seventh, AJ Pollock in center field. Batting eighth, Leary Garcia at third base. And batting ninth, Romy Gonzalez at second base. Luis Robert has been activated off the paternity list, but he is not in the lineup. Miguel Cairo says that he'll start tomorrow. What have you made of the whole Luis Robert situation with his wrist and now the paternity uh, list? Uh, what, what have you made of it?
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of been almost a microcosm of so much of what the White Sox have dealt with this year. You know, you know that every team deals with injuries, but it's so much of what's happened with them where it's like they start to get something going and then somebody gets hurt or even an individual player starts to, you know, heat up at the plate. They're looking better. And then this happens. And so what I hope to see is I know he's, he should be in the lineup um, in Seattle. So let's get him out there and let's, let's hope the wrist is okay. Um, Miguel Cairo mentioned that yesterday. He said, you know, he told us, you know, Luis is getting back tonight. And whether or not he's in the lineup Sunday might have – would have to do with how late it was that he got back. Right. How, and he did mention, he said, and how the wrist is doing. I I don't want to assume he's not in the lineup today because of his wrist. I'm sure it was just he got in late, and this is like rather than throwing you right out there, right. Um, give you a game to get reacclimated and then – Back in the lineup.
1: Well, and with his wrist injury, I'm fine if they take it easy on him uh, because he is so important to the White Sox. Uh, It's seeing him take those painful swings against Felix Bautista was just painful. uh like it was just hard to watch. Uh, Miguel Cairo did say that they're going to give Robert one more day to practice and that he will play tomorrow in Seattle. Let's look at the starting lineup for the Twins and we'll see if they can get any hits today. Leading off, Luis Ariza at first base, batting second, Carlos Correa at shortstop, batting third, Jose Miranda at designated hitter, batting fourth, Max Kepler in right field, batting. Fifth, Gio Urshela at third base. Batting six, Kyle Garlick in left field. Batting seventh, Nick Gordon, pitcher extraordinaire, playing second base. Batting eighth, Gary Sanchez at catcher. And batting ninth, Gilbert Gil- Gilberto Celestino in center field. Um, real pain in the ass, Luis Arise. Uh, but no Byron Buxton. This is a weak lineup for the Twin Standard with no Buxton. uh Correa was taken out of the game uh, just because they were getting their. Their butt kicked right. yesterday. Um, so I mean, this team has just kind of been flopping around, and so is Dylan Bundy, who's starting for the Twins. Uh, it's Lucas Giolito versus Dylan Bundy. Lucas Giolito this year, 113 and one third innings pitched. Oh, that's Dylan Bundy. Uh, 128 innings pitched for Lucas Giolito, 5.27 ERA, 144 hits allowed, 142 struck out, 48 walked, and a 76 ERA plus. Dylan Bundy, 113 and 1/3 one innings pitched, a 4.53 ERA, 11 hits allowed. Definitely a typo. I think it was 117. 117. 80 strikeouts, 24 walks, and an ERA plus of 84. It's another righty, but the White Sox have been hitting homers. Uh, I mean, you saw a homer from Alessandres last night. Aloy hit one. Uh, They they hit a ton in that Kansas City series, so maybe they turn around here.
0: Yeah. they're uh, Offensively, they've definitely looked more like what you expect them to be able to do, especially last night in that first inning where – Let's string some hits together, get some guys on base, and then we come through with the power. Um, yeah, looking a lot better. And really, like, you're, you're facing the Twins at the most opportune time because as you seem to be heating up, they feel like they're going the opposite way. Right. Um, that team just does not look good right now. They're, they have struggled to score for, for a while, for several games in a row. Um, so they've lost three in a row. Cleveland's lost four in a row. So, you know, timing-wise, this is – it's all lining up well for the White Sox, assuming that they can keep it going.
1: And I was surprised to see Tyler Malley start yesterday, and then he was throwing 87 and 88, and it's just it, like they're desperate for you anything. You could tell
0: right away that this – he wasn't right. Yeah. Um, saw what the velocity was, was not shocked at all that he came out of the game when he did. Um, credit to – it was Aaron Sanchez yeah. that came in and did his best to give him five innings. And then um, – and I think, you know, we, we've ta- alluded to the move to go to Nick Gordon. Some of that may have had to do with their bullpen was taxed on Friday night, and so you're, you don't want to tax them further on Saturday. Probably a little gamesmanship there as well. Um, but, yeah, as a whole, the Twins are just not – they're not looking strong right now. Uh, so timing is good Right White Sox. Well, and
1: you're losing 7-0. You are losing 7 nothing. you have not gotten a hit yet there's probably no like real hope that hey guys we're going to tie this game up you know we already took out Carlos Correa and all this stuff (laughs) so I I didn't mind them pitching Nick Gordon uh, and I don't think it ended up affecting Cease because the first two batters I mean he looked great Um, so I I mean you just made a bad pitch to arise Uh, let's talk about Points Bet Sportsbook they're counting down the days until the football season with a new offer until the season kicks off from now until September 8th the Points Bet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time today's offer you bet $20 on the Florida state LSU game and you get a 20 Live free bet. Shout out to Kerry Cortez with the $1 super chat. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's download the Points Bet app. Use code CHGO to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from a CHGO locker. So download the Points Bet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet. If you're someone who has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Jared, who is your click to pick today, and what is your prediction for today's game?
0: I've got a good feeling about Giolito. I think he's going to follow up what Cease did last night. Um, So, feeling good about Giolito, so I'm going to go with him. Um, And I predict a sweep. All right. You got a score? We'll go... Five to two. Okay, I like it.
1: Five to two from Jared and Lucas Giolito being the click to pick. Uh, I'm going to go Elvis Andrews. Elvis Andrews has been having some fun. So let's go Elvis Andrews. I think he continues it. Um, he doesn't have that stink on him. The, the White Sox stink from from April and May yeah. and yeah. June and July. Yeah, I mean, ha- has he been fantastic? He's been all right. He's been very competent. But I think, you know, he's going to start turning it on soon. So let's go Elvis Andrews. I think the Sox win seven to four. Hopefully it's not super tight. Hopefully it's a a little bit of a comfortable game because even though we've you know, four-game win streak here. I think Sox fans want probably an easy game today. You know, if it if they yes. jump out to a five-nothing lead early, I don't think White Sox fans will be upset. No one's gonna complain. Uh, <laughs> no one's gonna <laughs> complain, and uh, no one's complaining about size cease. Again, if you are looking for some size cease merch after yesterday's performance, go to the CHGO Locker, chgeolocker.com, and pick up your shirt today. I saw it in person on Herb. It looks absolutely fantastic. I saw it from our guy other Sean. Uh, so definitely go to the CHGO Locker and purchase the size shirt. It is the sweetest looking Psy cease merch out there, uh, even though Jared is apparently seeing knockoffs
0: there, <laughs> in the there, crowd. Yeah, we need to, again, we got to snuff this out. We've got to We'll get on These it. people better shirts. We'll get, we'll get our best guys <laughs> on it. Steven, you're
1: going back to the ballpark. Uh, thank you to Jared Willis for joining me on the pregame show. We will be talking to you after this game, Lucas Giolito versus Dylan Bundy on the postgame show. Jared will be joining us. Vinny will be joining us from the ballpark as well. Thank you to Steven Nicholas for producing the show. You can follow Jared on Twitter, at JWillis, the I's are Y's, y, or W-Y-L-L-Y-S, at J-W-Y-L-Y. L L Y S. That's I'm impressive. No, sh- oh, thank you. Hey, I'm trying <laughs> uh, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson is my tag. And uh, we will talk to you hopefully after a white sock sweep of the twins. Let's go Sox.